Hello, welcome to Warriors, Bards, and Brews. I'm Sarah. I'm Chloe. Merry Crisis. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. It's <laughs> the Christmas vacation. I hate Christmas. I know you do. And that was a Christmas vacation quote. It's the best one. I'm aware. <laughs> because you're, the look you gave me was like, I'm going to kill you. What are you saying? <laughs> so Sarah makes me watch Christmas vacation every year. And because of how fast time moves, it feels like I've just watched it yesterday. Every time we watch it, it's just like... <sighs> Merry Crisis. It's just, it's just a little much. <laughs> Mind you, I can watch Carol like 17 times a year. Yeah, I was just going to say, listen, how many times have we watched Carol in the last two months? <laughs> so we watched Carol last night again because it's... Uh, uh, Carol and Therese Hangout Day. Yeah. Therese visits, visits Carol Day. Yeah, December 21st. Yeah. That, is, that should be a new lesbian holiday. I think we should make that happen. Yeah. Lesbian Jesus, let's... let's who do we call to make that a thing? <laughs> Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres, make that a thing. Yeah. Let's just, she has power. She can do things. She can do whatever she wants. Yeah, I mean, Ellen, let's make this a thing. You and Oprah team up and, like, just fucking do it. Uh, not Oprah, no. I mean, her and Gail. Yeah, I know, but, yeah, <laughs> but Oprah's kind of problematic, but that's okay. Uh, She's Oprah, though. It's true, she has a lot of power. She, she just, like, this is a thing, and now, now it's a popular thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah, if you're listening, you want to do a podcast thing, let, let me know. Oprah's not listening. <laughs> Oprah's very busy. <laughs> Maybe, like, Cameron Esposito or something could get in on this. No, honestly, if there was, like, someone who was, like, on the verge of being, like, a powerful lesbian, it's, like, it's Cameron and Rhea. Yeah. (laughs) Get on it. Let's go, guys. (laughs) I feel like they'd support this. I think they would. I think they would. Make a Xena holiday, a Carol holiday. Let's make all these lesbian holidays a thing. Let's go. International Cat Day. (laughs) International Lesbians Who Have Small Dog Days, because we all have small dogs or want small dogs for some fucking reason. Yeah. We're in the want category. We almost we almost had a wiener, but we didn't. Yeah, it was very cute. We'll, we will get one eventually. Yeah. First of all, we have this thing to deal with. Sorry for the meowing. He's in a mood. Yeah, he's he's he doesn't like us talking about dogs. <laughs> this is the podcast you have probably seen on our new Instagram because I said I wasn't going to do that, and then suddenly I was like, I'm making an Instagram. We have an Instagram, and it's us being ridiculous and the cat. And beer. Anyway, speaking of beer, uh, we were on Vancouver Island, and our featured beer of the week, this is a new thing I'm doing, our featured beer of the week is Tofino Brewing Company, Hoppin' Cretin, which is my favorite name. And the Cosmic Wave, which is a double IPA, and we're drinking neither right now. No. (laughs) (laughs) They are long gone at this point. (laughs) Yeah, we're drinking an Imperial Stout, which is... Oh, yes, Porter, which is also delicious. Thank you, Breakside. Portland. Mm -hmm. Portland? Yes. Um, but yeah, we drank a lot of Safino Brewing while we were in Safino, uh, or not, well, yes, partially. We were in Tofino, yeah, we did, we did drink in Tofino, then we drank a lot at your parents' house yeah. in, I don't know, the suburbs of Nanaimo, which is very quiet and dark. <laughs> <laughs> but also pretty nice if you want to go somewhere nature-y and Secluded. From, yeah. With a lot of straight people. All the white people. Very white over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it smells like trees. It's nice. It smells like trees. Okay. A car drove by uh, your parents' house and thought your dad was going to have a heart attack. Oh, we all were frightened. We're like, what is that? Oh my god, what's that sound? Oh, it's a car. <laughs> it's a vehicle. That is life <laughs> on the island. And seriously, it's like Jurassic Park Island. It's just like life finds a way. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, so we're back that. and we've been on vacation for a few days. Well, like not vacation. I've been like kind of working. Um, and now we're going to do a podcast. Um, I wanted to skip this one, but I also didn't want to do two back-to-back Kalisto episodes, so we are doing Warrior Princess Tramp. Which is a pretty delightful episode, but also maybe not one of the ones that is the most conducive to extensive 
discussion, but we'll do our best. <laughs> Y'all we'll just we'll make it work. This might be a really short one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see who knows. I could have lots to say. I mean, isn't this the one where Jobster's like a piece of shit through most of it? Yeah. You, so. you will have things to say. So we'll talk about it. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> oh, this is ugly baby. I mean, as a far as a baby goes, a lot of ugly babies in the show. I just yeah. As you will, very soon, I I like how her outfit kind of looks like Xena's. A little bit. <laughs> With the little straps and the arm things. Like the fam royalty version of Xena's outfit. <laughs> the fam royalty version. <laughs> Same amount of boob. Same amount of cleavage, yeah. yeah. Probably just save the money by just like taping some uh, satin over the boob armor and just flinging this on Lucy. <laughs> I really want them to have some explanation for why there are, like, four of them. I mean, there's only three in this episode, but I think there's later four of them. It's Xena, Diana, who's the other one? The priestess. Yeah. Oh, the virginal one! Oh, yeah. she was hilarious. Who don't just look, exa- like, a little bit the same, but exactly the same. I mean, this... Okay. We're all just ignoring Joxer because he's disgusting. Um... <laughs> But no, I think that's maybe like it's it's the Aries sleeping around and like. No, that's but that doesn't seem to be the explanation in the show. They just seem to just it's just that's just the way it is. That's just like coincidence, which is xenologic. Xenologic for sure, but it's like really, it's like really even. It's a reach for xenologic. You're never any help. Joxer is never any help. Why do you think you would be wanted when you all you do is like fuck shit up in your little tinfoil outfit? Why is he like this? Oh, he's gonna mansplain. This is gonna be fucking great. Oh, I hate him so much. Oh, and he does this little smug, gross, like, face thing. So he's gonna brag about how he basically banged her, which is like. Oh. Oh, and he's like, oh, ho, ho, right, guys? Oh. Like, I know that everybody thinks that Joxer is like this, like, little earnest puppy, and then, like, you know, they're innocent. I would say everybody. I think a lot of us think he's kind of disgusting. I guess, but there's a lot of Joxer fans, and yeah, no. I, you know, that's that's fine. But also, he's just so eager to be seen as like a, you know, a proper man that he's willing to be completely and utterly fucking disgusting to everybody make that happen. Yeah, and just completely <laughs> disrespectful of women. Like he's really gross about the supposed Xena that he's made out with. And, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So this is pretty good effects for this year, whatever year it was. Like 96. Five or six? Yeah, 95, 96. I mean, the big thing before this was you had the stunt double stand in and you would shoot over their shoulder and then they would just flip the scene and the costumes to make it seem like there were, you know, two people. But now we actually, they're clearly doing it here. Like, that's the stunt doubles. Um, But for a lot of the scenes, like face-to-face, and we'll later, when they do the more of the the twin triplet whatever nonsense, yeah, <laughs> they're all like, in the same scene. And like, I mean, with Clone Club kind of stuff, like that's like that's a lot of CGI yeah. and tennis balls and um, Catherine being there and green screen and everything. But this is like for the time pretty good. I mean, they did it with Friends too, which is around the same time. Phoebe yeah. and Ursula. We need to work on communication here. So, like, this is not Meg, or this is not Xena, this is Meg. Yes. 
You have to watch and Gabrielle's kind of not that smart in this episode because it should be really clear that this isn't Xena. Like, I mean, big mouth idiot in a dungeon. Yeah, because that's something. Because that's something Xena would say. Yeah, Gabrielle. Also, Xena's voice doesn't quite sound like that. No, it doesn't sound like that, and she's never met this Agus guy before. She yeah. might be like, who the fuck is this guy? Xena doesn't just tend to pick up, like, random sidekicks along the way, unless it's Gabrielle. Unless it's Gabrielle who, like, forces her way into it. It's like, yes. I'm gonna just go with you. <laughs> I'm on the back of your horse, taking you, coming on for the ride. Usually if they pick up sidekicks, it's Gabrielle's fault, because she's always like, oh my god! I'm picking up stray martyrs. Here and there. <laughs> We've got to help this person, or they're like a little puppy and they're in love with me, so let's have them take yeah. them for a while. And then it ends up being a demon or some sort of weird cult guy. Cult leader. And, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Something bad like things that. happen. <laughs> Gabrielle. I don't know. I love Gabrielle, but she's I mean, who doesn't? Not, I mean, she's not, just, yeah. She doesn't always have, she's not always street smart, let's put it that way. <laughs> She's kind of like that that really good writer who was like very earnest and like she was one of the, she'd be one of those those girls who went to school with who was like a horse girl like was really into horses yeah <laughs> who liked to write a lot and was just really earnest all the time but just didn't quite grasp the real world the way she should I mean bless those people yeah they're great people but like they're not sometimes treated the best in the world. <laughs> So those are taken advantage of. But I'm like, you spend literally every second of every day with this woman. Like, maybe just clue in. I know they look exactly the same, but... I, yeah, I feel like I could tell a clone of you. I'd be like... Mm, yeah. I really love Meg. Convincing thespian. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Meg. She's hilarious and good-hearted, even though she's a bit of, you know... Yeah. A rascal. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's a little scamp. Yeah. I can't see how Zena can put up with <laughs> Honestly, I'm pretty sure most of the world thinks the same thing. Yes, and she's being used as a pawn in this. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, she's, she's not, just I don't know. She she ends up being a good ally. A real I have no I have no ill will towards her. Like like she's clearly just being used because she looks like Xena and is gonna benefit this dude. At least I love the pratfalls of like clearing tables with a sword. <laughs> so can we discuss how great Lucy is? Yeah, this is like a testament of an amazing actress that she is because she's playing three characters in the same show and it's just the same episode and I mean <laughs> she has great comedic timing. Her faces are the best. You always know which character is which, even when they're pretending to be another character. Yeah. Just because of the little ticks that she keeps from the original character. Yeah. I don't know. She's just really good. I really feel like Lucy Lawless as an actress is pretty underrated. I know that she gets hired in tons of stuff and has, like, a super great career, but perhaps, like, uh, yeah. by the acting community isn't maybe necessarily as well regarded as, as she could be. Yeah, no, I think I think she's severely overlooked and underrated because, like, like, let's be real, this was not like, a super <laughs> a super critically acclaimed show. No. It was I mean, not winning any Golden Globes. But. I mean, she's in a, 
she's in a lot of stuff where she's kind of like ridiculous in which she does really well like um ash versus evil dead versus evil dead she's great in that she's so great and still super sexy and um, oh my god <laughs> the thirsting hour is upon us and um spartacus which is basically porn with fighting and drama <laughs> that's what you said earlier yeah. yeah the two things you said were the gays will come i mean that <laughs> in both ways but they will go <laughs> and it's like porn with fighting and it's awesome yes <laughs> porn with fighting and machinations that's what it is oh for the love of god it's, it's delightful I love yeah, it <laughs> anyway <laughs> y'all should watch it <laughs> I'm pretty sure most people have probably <laughs> <laughs> Not to draw comparisons between two women actresses who play clowns of themselves, but I do like to look at Lucy versus Tatiana mm-hmm. because with Tatiana, like I, I loved how hearing her as Sarah, I was just like, she's definitely like sounds like someone who had some time in England, but definitely grew up in North America. Mm-hmm. And then when Siobhan showed up, I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, you were born in England, lived there for a while, and moved to... It's Toronto, but they don't actually fucking say Toronto. Yeah. Because for some reason, BBC America hates Canada. Um, but was raised by an Irish lady, so she has that weird kind of modeled accent. And... and but her playing a clone playing a clone... Like, it, it did take a little bit sometimes for me to kind of figure out, oh, she's Sarah as Cosima. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But, like, with Lucy, like, she definitely saves the, the main traits of the character she's playing, and they come through really obviously. Yeah, but I think they both do an amazing job. It's just that Lucy is, you know, a bit more slapsticky because of yeah. the nature of the episodes, obviously. Yeah. Because these ones are always the silly episodes. Um, yeah. Whereas Tatiana has to be a little, a little more, more, a little more serious, a little more serious <laughs> and nuanced, and it's like doesn't have any reflection on their acting abilities. It's just that they're two different. Beasts. It's two different. It's two different styles to do uh, essentially the same yeah. thing, yeah. and to look at it from a critical point of view. It's really interesting because like, it is. It's the same thing. It's just like two sides of the same coin kind of thing, and it's like they're both so talented, but they're approaching this from completely different angles, and it's so neat. The fire breathing thing never gets old to no. me. No. And all these men are just terrified now. They're like, who is this fucking crazy lady who's just blown fire in my face? Yeah, and this dude just asked for a kiss and Zena headbutted him. I love it. So, um, is this, and this is a question for you and and our, you know, three listeners. (laughs) Um, Is this the start of the series when they would do a serious episode, one that was just completely over top, stupid, funny? And then, like, a heavy episode, because when I was in high school watching this, my friend and I would meet up on Monday mornings after it aired on Saturdays in Canada, and we would discuss the episode. How that chick is straight, I do not know. Anyway. (laughs) uh, (laughs) But we would watch and discuss, and we kind of realized there was a pattern in around season three, season four. Named Zena. Zena with a capital Z. Oh my god, I forgot about that. But it would be serious, funny. That's quite a phallic move there. Yes. (laughs) I'm trying to make a point, and you and the cat are both just like cutting me off entirely. I love it. No, I know, I know. It's really funny. I know, it was very funny. Also, Zena with a capital Z. Yeah, exactly. Um, But this is the thing, like it was, like the last episode was Kalisto, now it's this, and then the next one's Intimate Stranger. So there is that pattern of, like, if something is this, like, silly and goofy and 
you know, she's literally hanging from the ceiling by a sword right now because she got it stuck up there. And now she's broken the table. With now her she's ass. broken the table with her butt. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next one is Intimate Stranger, which is heavy and dramatic, and you know, so I do appreciate that they would like line up the funny and the serious. And I mean, that's partially why I love the show because it's, it's it's it has such a breadth of like <laughs> this fucking crazy face she's making on it. <laughs> Like, it's, it's truly, like, it's a wild show. Like, it's, this is so dumb. And I've, oh, yeah. I've talked about this before, but it makes me cry so much, too. So, I mean, this this episode is just ridiculous through and through. Yeah. And this is as much at the show as, you know, one of the really heavy episodes, like, say, Ides of March or The Bittersweet is. Mm. Um, and I don't even know which kind of episode I prefer. Maybe the dramatic ones just a little bit, because those ones tend to be gear and... <laughs> I like there's, more, there's, more op- there's more opportunities for kissing in those ones. <laughs> <laughs> we get some smooches in the, the dramatic ones. It's great. Yeah. But I mean, I, I love it all, so... But I mean, for, for all of the the drama, they also do the comedy to that level. Like when they when they go serious, they also go funny. Like they they there's no holds barred. Like we're going we're gonna go for it. Oh yeah. I am not looking forward to the musicals though. I do not want to talk. Oh, about we're them. doing the musicals. Oh, I God. love the musicals. Oh, uh, maybe not so much the uh, oh god the one where they're like literally doing all the dancing and stuff. But yeah, the, that one's painful. The I forget what it's liar liar hurts liar liar. Yeah. That one I can't even do that one, but I do love the bittersweet. Oh, I think it accomplishes a lot, and Lucy has a pretty good voice and is gay as fuck. Yeah, I know, I know. I just, I don't like musicals. Chicago is about as much as I can do. I know, but I do. Didn't even I like just, a Buffy musical. I just subjected you to the sound of music, and I was so happy about it. Uh, yes, thank you to Bellwoods Brewery for getting me through that one. <laughs> I was singing along to like everything except for 16 going on 17 because that is some gross that patriarchal is creepy bullshit. as shit oh and you belong to him oh, gross. gross 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 when we got married I called my dad and I was like you are not doing any sort of patriarchal giving me away shit he's like I wouldn't even dream of it and I was like good good mom has taught you well yeah okay one of us yeah, Jocks, you're ruining one of the great friendships. Gumbels. 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 Okay. I need your sword in my service. Oh, I need your sword in my service. I need your sword to cut my own throat because that's disgusting. Oh, really he's not lovely. I really don't understand how anybody can find Jocks are sexually attractive. No. Okay. Oh god! Like he just looks and sounds like he's wearing tinfoil. Like there's nothing about this screams hero. Nothing about this screams. Like that's what they were probably trying to do was like to make him like this anti-hero kind of not even anti-hero. Just like he's one of those fucking quote-unquote nice guys. Like that's what he is. Yeah. If he was in today's society, he would probably have a collection of ninja swords and be wearing a fedora. Yeah. And he'd be like on the message boards going like, why don't women date me? Yep. He'd be one of the guys who was arguing the friend zone is real. Yeah. Yeah, so Jocks is terrible and we hate him. <laughs> <laughs> like there are worse people than Joxer, but like... In, in, in but real world special, or in the show? Both, but there's a special kind of like really just like grossness about the quote unquote nice guys. So because they think they are nice guys and that's just... Ugh. I yeah I feel oh. even I feel weird even calling like actual nice men in my life I feel weird calling them nice men or nice guys because I'm just like that just has such a 
connotation now. Yeah, you can't say that. You have to say that they're, I don't know, like... They're good dudes. Decent or good dudes or something. Yeah, when, uh, yeah, so if someone was like, oh, you know, this guy from Brewers, like, oh, yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. He's, I like yeah. him. He's a good dude. I don't know if he's a nice guy, because that's going to, like, make him sound like he's wearing a fedora. So I, I mentioned this to you last night watching Carol. I wonder if... The very sensual, throaty, whispery voice that she and Kate Blanchett do is some sort of vocal training thing to hide their accents. I feel like it probably is, and I'm here for it. I'll talk to Phil about it. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. <laughs> I have a thing for women with deep voices. So. You have a thing for women. Like, it's, I mean, I mean, it's yeah. called being gay, darling. That's what that is. <laughs> But also, women I have deep seen voices, you. I have it? seen you see pretty women on the drive, and you just like walk into telephone poles. Like you are just like I'm. I'm super gay. You're like just uncontrollably gay. Turbo gay. Turbo gay. I'm gonna make you a shirt for our next anniversary. Says turbo gay. Which is why I think it's hilarious that I had a crisis over like being bisexual. Well, I mean, that's a lot of us do that because yeah. it's like it's it's. When when I was younger, anyway, it was less terrifying to be bisexual than it was to be gay. Because like, oh, you can still like pick a man. You can still pretend no, to be straight. No, I actually thought it was worse to be bisexual, which is kind of sometimes true because people don't take bisexual people seriously. True. So yeah. I was like, why can't I just pick one? Um, but this was just because of um, compulsory heterosexuality. Yeah. Um, which is not always the case for people, but in my case, it was. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's still like it's still true. Like people who are bisexual are just kind of erased. Like we have several bisexual friends who are just like continuously erased from queer culture because they are bisexual. I feel like the, like half our friends are bisexual. I most of them are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Actually, now that I think of it, let's count the straight friends we have. One, two, three. One I'm pretty sure is not, but is saying she is. Uh, so we basically have like three heterosexual friends. Yeah. Who we love. Nothing against that. Very much. That's fine. <laughs> but also, like, all the people that I went to high school with who I wasn't necessarily friends with then, but then became friends with, like, after high school, turned out to be either bisexual or gay. Like, all of them. And yeah. all of us were apparently heterosexual in junior high high school. So I think that's hilarious. All these latent queers just, like... I mean, we're like penguins. We flock together for yeah. love and safety. <laughs> Oddly enough, um, of the two dudes I dated in high school, I dated, well, I dated two seriously, I use that term very loosely, um, and another guy, um, two of them are queer, and there was definitely like a beard situation going on for us. I actually, I actually talked to one when I was in university my first year, and he just kind of dropped that he had a crush on his uh, poli-sci TA, and I was like, and he was just like waiting for my like, <gasps> gasp reaction. I was like, oh yeah, cool. No, I definitely have a crush on uh, one of my profs. And he was like, oh, what's his name? I was like, her name is this. And he was like, ha. <laughs> also, my first quote-unquote boyfriend is flaming homosexual in yeah. Toronto. One of those like business queers who is like, <laughs> trying not to be out, but I'm like, oh honey. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love this. Oh, so yeah, Meg, Meg is uh, singing at the baby. Well, like open-legged, like rocking, just sprawled, rocking the cradle with her feet. So classy, I love her. 
Oh, Joxer, why do you dare you just, you know, deny yourself what? needy women? That's just what he said. Oh, he is so gross. I'm pretty oh. sure that's what he said. Is that not disgusting? That is disgusting. And now he's going to hit on Xena. I hope she just flings him off a roof. She does. Zena's <laughs> like, fuck off. If, if she, she does not already, want you. I, I think this is the scene. At some point, she kicks him, like, into the walls. Right? I hope so. Yeah, she he grabs her ass. Oh, yeah, he grabs her ass, and now she's going to, like, I'm r- <laughs> suicidal. <laughs> Oh, he's so gross. Oh, yeah. He makes the honking motion with his hands. (laughs) And now Xena is just going to destroy him, and I'm living for this. And her biggest priority is finding Gabrielle Stilly while she's like. She's like, I will kill you while you give me information about where my wife is. Yes. And more, try staying away from that clown, Joxer. I mean, clown is, is being polite. Twat waffle, I think, is yeah. fairly accurate. <laughs> Aggie. <laughs> One of my favorite radio DJs at home was this late night DJ who would play just like wall to wall classic rock, and she would come on. Hey, it's Aggie, baby. <laughs> so my dad and I would become. My dad played in bands for years, so I would, I would go see him play. So we'd be coming home from the bars like three in the morning. And he'd crank up Aggie Baby, and it'd be like Led Zeppelin and like Peter Frampton and stuff. And after, you know, she'd just pop up, Aggie Baby, here we got some Zeppelin coming up. (laughs) For all you late night people. (laughs) And she sounded like she was just sucking back Marlboro's back to back to back. That's great. (laughs) So Xena's pretending that she's beating up Xena by kicking... Gabrielle, I think you mean? Or yes, what did I say? You said Xena's pretending she's beating up Xena. (laughs) Oh yeah, Gabrielle. (laughs) By... (laughs) By kicking her, like, bedroll thing into oblivion. And Gabrielle just smack drops around, as she should do. Yeah. Yeah, so Gabrielle's like, prove me your Xena, so Xena's, like, gonna fling the shocker around and just be like, look at my magical physics. As I break nothing and start a fire, but also, like, stop it before it kills you. (laughs) (laughs) Gabrielle's like, you could have just been like, tell me a fact about yourself that only I would know. But no. Extremely (laughs) over the top. She was like, I could let this behead you, but I won't. (laughs) I feel like she was just, like, trying to really prove the point. Like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) But because you're being extra, I'm going to be extra, extra. I think he just said something gross again. I don't yeah, know I'm just that, enjoying this, this beer a lot because fuck Joxer. And was this like aged in rum barrels? This is really good. Yeah. What? Yeah. Is he, isn't he the the generic villain of the day? Uh, the Callisto? I think he's been the villain a couple times. I recognize that nose ring. He's been there a few times. I'm going to get a nose ring. <laughs> Listen, you want a dagger earrings? I can get a nose ring. <laughs> I had to pop into the shop on, on the drive and get my friend some, a Christmas gift, and uh, Chloe found... I thought they were arrows. They were arrows. That's, oh my god, I want a nose ring, and you're just like, give me these fucking warrior princess earrings. Exactly. It's like, it's like what I, it's like my Xena I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a Twitter poll. Should I get a nose ring? Uh, I mean, do what you want. That's gonna hurt a lot, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're wimpy. <laughs> Listen, the tattoos hurt way less than piercings do. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Someone asked me how my tattoos I have. Oh, first thing, uh, you, best way to get my bad side, ask me, what do your tattoos mean? The second you meet me. <laughs> my answer is usually, it means I wanted the fucking tattoo, so I fucking got it. So, multiple people have, like, actually laughed in my face because they've asked what my 
tattoo is the one on my shoulder and it says we'll see how brave you are she's a Tori Amos Tori tattoo Amos. and I got it because of a recognition of how strong I've been in the face of my mental illness issues yeah. and um, you were pretty badass but also you got gnawed by a dog when you were a child and you lived yeah so you know I have a lot of emotions I cry a lot but I'm still pretty tough and people have literally laughed in my face when I've told them that which is like can you shitty imagine? I can't, that's so incredibly rude I can't believe how rude that is yeah like I would never do that that's just astounding to me it's like people that I know quite well yeah it's so weird yeah it's garbage and then I have the whale on my arm which just, I just have because I like whales because whales and that's what I tell people when they ask what it means I'm just like I like whales um yeah <laughs> and I think that's a valid reason to get a tattoo. But yeah, it's just astounding to me how people have reacted about my shoulder tattoo. I feel like there's a lot worse things you can get tattooed on yourself. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah. Anyway, this started because this the villain of the week has a nose ring, and I was like, I should get one, but also I'm scared of piercings. But yeah, tattoos, fantastic. Because people are horrible. <laughs> Which is about, you know, we can bring it up at the jockster, because he's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but also, shout out to uh, Diana for just kicking a guy in the face. <laughs> with her little, she like hauled her dress up and like booted the guy in the face during the fight Diana, scene. I think though, it was, or was yeah. That Zena is Diana. No, I think it was. I think it was Diana. I don't know. I get confused in this episode. Also, we're not like super paying attention to this one just because no, it mean, is. No, I mean, you don't. You don't really need to pay. Like, you guys really don't want us to just comment on this episode the whole time. That no. Would be not that interesting. <laughs> no, not it's saying that's not an entertaining episode, but there's not a lot of like really cool things. There's not a lot of lot of insightful commentary we no. can do. <laughs> so you're just gonna get a lot of chest. <laughs> I'm very chatty this evening, though, so it works. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Just how do they just suddenly have all these replicas of these I just outfits? I want to know this. Does anybody like I mean they're identical outfits. Like like particularly how does it, like Meg have the Xena replica outfit? Like I kind of maybe there's like is there some sort of like cosplay thing going on in like ancient Greece where it's just like you can go to like ye old tailor and be like hey I want that Xena boob armor. But that's like a really intricate fucking like outfit that she's got. It's Zena. A, there's a lot of carving I'm sure. Welding. It's not like she just got it from the dollar store. Like, <laughs> no, she's not going to like boob armor or us, <laughs> like trying to get like the discount armor. Oh god, he's so gross. Doctor, nobody I mean, cares. I mean, she is, true, yes. Though, yeah. And don't bother keeping an eye on her anymore. I've got Gabrielle on that. <laughs> Oh, I think she can do a better job than I can. You can do, do Gabrielle can do a better job at literally anything. Don't you? Literally. She can do a better job at doing Xena. Oh, God, I just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> okay, so this is hilarious. Uh, Meg adjusting her titties. Meg, Meg grabbing the titties, flinging them around. But yeah, seriously, why, why are there three copies of the outfits? Like, that is like an intricate, like, the headpiece and the earrings. Yeah. Oh, how she comes in her with scissors. I'm like, this is a lesbian. That's that's a gay move. <laughs> I'm just gonna scissor you to death. And then Gabrielle does a fucking flying kick and knocks the scissors out of her hand, and now Meg is like... Eat some fruit, baby! <laughs> shoving her face into some fruits. I mean, there's a lot of subtext that isn't actually subtext going on here. <laughs> and now some straddling and fighting. This is a lot. 
wow, this is vicious. Yeah. She just tore out like a big chunk of hair and one of them bit the other. Oh yeah, this is uh, this is around the time that Tanya Harding was a thing because this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Actually. <laughs> Tanya coming at Nancy in the parking lot with the pipe. Also, so y'all have y'all heard the uh, Sufian Stevens Tanya Harding song, which is available on two keys. Oh it's god, great. Yeah, that's it's great. Is there, is there a movie? There's a movie, isn't there? Yes, and he submitted those songs to the movie, and they got rejected apparently, probably because they're because it's Sufian and it's mournful. <laughs> <laughs> but they're very good. Oh, see, I feel see, bad no, I, for I don't, her. Yeah, I feel bad for her. She is, she is a victim of circumstance, and yes. like it is. You look so much like my best friend. Best friend. My father died in childbirth. My father died in childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> he got drunk and fell off the roof when I was being born. <laughs> I always wondered what it'd be like. That's that's a lot. <laughs> but you had a good father. Yeah, I, I guess I did. I don't know. Our parents are kind of dicks. When we her, yeah, they're kind of shitty later. And her sister's kind of a shitbag, too. They don't like her lesbian lifestyle. They don't support the lesbian lifestyle, no. <laughs> and yes, again, I realize they're bisexual, but you know. Yeah. They're not, they're not, they're not going to support the queer lifestyle she no. is, she's leading. <clears throat> With her, her roaming, roaming the wilds. This is essentially the Dar Williams song, Iowa. <laughs> the hills of ancient Greece. <laughs> she has nice eyes. Oh my god. Take a drink every time Chloe says that. <laughs> it's not my fault that she's so incredibly beautiful. No, I'm not saying. <laughs> oh my god. Seamus <laughs> is like, Mom, you're a lot. Seamus <laughs> is like, Mom, we're doing this early tonight. What's going on? <laughs> good, good, good timing. Good timing, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. singing? You singing along with the show? Yeah. What are your thoughts, Seamus? What? Okay. <laughs> okay, good. I mean, uh... <laughs> I feel like it's somewhat unprofessional to have the cat just like screaming in the background, but also like it adds a bit of color. I feel like it adds something. I feel like most people appreciate it. <laughs> if it was during the whole podcast, it might be a bit much, but. <laughs> okay, that's. Thank you. That's good. That's All right, look, I know I credited you as producer on our social medias, but that doesn't mean you need to, like, contribute to every fucking line no. of dialogue. It's fine. <laughs> I am so sorry to everybody listening, because uh, we cannot edit out the cat at this point. <laughs> so this is Meg talking to the king, right? I think so. Her boob is going to fall out of that thing. I know. It looks really precarious. <laughs> Like they're just kind of like perched on that. Yeah. <laughs> the way the king had his hand, I'm like, he's waiting to catch one. But just, <laughs> it goes. He's like, I gotta get it. <laughs> it should be kind of disturbing because he thinks this is his daughter. But... Yeah, but like, it's it's creepy. But ancient Greece, like Zeus fucked anything that moved. <laughs> this dude looks like an old Tom Hiddleston. The old Loki. He looks like a, the... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I, why is he like this? Please kill the idiot. It would save us five seasons of pain. I mean, but no, it's not going to be in character. Uh, well, no. Come on, idiot. Come on, idiot. I mean, that's one and the same. My name's Dogster, idiot. That all works out. I mean, it is one letter off. Like, you change that X to K, it's Joker. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
No, uh, she's not a killer. No. She's damaged, yes, but not a killer. No. She's like stealing shit. Oh, she said she's been around since she was 10, so she's kind of like, you know, had to make her own way in the world and probably not by the most legal means. Exactly. But it seems like she's just more of a grifter than a murderer. No. Yes. Thankfully, Xena's dress uh, is very flowy. Yeah. <laughs> which will allow for these spinning high kicks. Good for fighting. <clears throat> Good for fighting. And the uh, uh, DC crossover with The Flash, Supergirl, and all that shit. Um, my TV wife, Alex Danvers, and Sarah Lance had like do the whole like superhero dress rip thing to go kick at Nazi ass. It was gorgeous. That was... I'm so gay. Yeah. Very, very gay. I... <laughs> Reblog like seven gift sets of that just because. Well, it's... I made one. Yeah, I know I reblogged it twice. Good, because it was so good. There's just a, there's a thing to be said for ladies kicking ass. What do you think I enjoy it. My one good deed for the year. My one good deed for the year. It's like me. I'm allowed to have three motions in a week. <laughs> <laughs> you have more than that. Shh, shh, shh. Three. That's it. Not only do they look exactly the same, they have the same haircut. Yep. That's just an amazing coincidence. Yeah. I like that scene that, that line Zina said, uh, if you do good, you are good. I mean, that's kind of how she's living her life now. If you do good things, you are good. Do you think she actually believes that, though? Because I don't know if Not she... entirely, no. because or else she wouldn't give herself up for dead in the end of the series. Spoiler alert! Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, come on, if you're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> she's just, like, picking her fucking toenails and just being disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, this is somebody who is, like, sitting on the sky train that I'm, like, dying over. How many people have you seen picking their toes on the sky train? I've seen people clipping their nails That's... and picking at their hands on the sky train. It's pretty much the same thing. I mean, they're different appendages. Yeah, still same shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Seamus. I think the baby's gonna fly around at some point. Oh, isn't it? They have like on a string and just like whipping around, like taking people out because it hits them so. in the head. I think so. Like the show really likes that. Like they're big on this flinging babies around. This happened in Cradle of Hope. I think it happens again after this. I mean, it's a good sight gag. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's definitely it's good for the comedy. <laughs> Round killing, killing thing. thing. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Okay, that kid definitely got a fucking spike in the eye when they hauled it up. <laughs> the basket they had the baby in was on some sort of pulley, and they were like, put it above the fire, we'll lower it down slowly and roast it. And the kid just 100% got a spike in the eye from the chandelier. Shamrock. I forgot about that, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then it breaks in half. And it breaks in half. That's like your fucking... Rip on me about the Titanic. <laughs> so we watched Titanic, and I said to Chloe, "Hey, you know who, you know who built this? The Irish did. I'm very proud of my uh, my ancestors who built the, the ship." And then close to me, yeah, and it fucking sank. <laughs> Way to just bring me down several notches, babe. Good, good, good job. It's one of my. It's I probably my greatest burn of all time. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a better one anyway. No, I'm still laughing about that seven years later. <laughs> 
I had forgotten, but Sarah reminded me the other day, and I was so pleased with myself all over again. <laughs> yeah, I, I tweeted that out because I was like, that's, yep, that's too, that's, even still, it's good. <laughs> How is this dude just, like, able to, like, just not, like, he's just bent over, and Xena tied him up, and now he's going up the thing. So, okay, now the baby's, like, on a pulley thing with an unconscious guy, and there's jocksters here, so I don't really care. Um, I don't even really remember where the baby comes into this. I mean, I know... It's Diana's baby. And he's heir to the throne, so they yeah. want to get rid of her, and... Yes, again, with the baby, like, they're just, like, slow-roasting this baby. Like, the baby could definitely at least barf being pulled up and down. I mean, I would vomit yeah, if it was, like, being flung around in a basket like, like this. A lot. And the baby's just like, okay... <laughs> This baby is just like, I don't know what's going on, a lot of noise. <laughs> oh god, the show is so dumb sometimes. Yeah, oh, baby's going to the spikes. Oh, oh baby god, is flying through the air in a circle. And oh. was caught in a curtain. Yeah. How very sound of music. <laughs> no, not sound. What's the. Is that the sound they made? Something out of the drapes? Yeah, that was sound of music. Okay. I just, I just think. Like clothes. I just think of Carol Burnett when she comes downstairs wearing the drapes and she actually has the curtain rod in it. <laughs> and she said, I just saw it in the window and I had to have it. I didn't see that. <laughs> that is one of my favorite Carol Burnett bits ever. I think it's, I think, everybody's favorite at this point. It's <laughs> iconic. Which one are you? I'm Zena. I'm Zena. Tell me the voice. Oh, Papa. Oh, Papa. Oh, God. I sure hope he pulls through. Might even run from jail. <laughs> a chance. I'd set you free. Yeah, you're soft. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes back uh, later, too, right? Yeah. In a warrior priestess tramp. Oh, yes, yes, we had this conversation, the virginal one. Yeah. It's a good one. They told me about the plot you were mixed up in. You were right. There's a lot of parallels with Not Meg and Zena. Mm-hmm. I'm trash. Okay. I don't ever want to hear anyone say things like that about my personal cook. You're not kidding me, are you, Kingy? <laughs> she calls him Kingy. I do like spices. Well, I'm about as spicy as you can get. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let you down. She'll steal your cutlery, but she won't let you down. <laughs> <laughs> you may see some gold goblets just disappear. <laughs> but that's fine. Look how they have her hair all teased out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, Meg, don't you read so I can write to you? Yeah, maybe I'll just do that. <laughs> See, even Gabrielle's forgiven her, even though she imprisoned her. And, yeah. You know. I'll, um, Oh, you can do better. <laughs> Who, Meg? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, there's the cutlery falling. Yeah. Gabriel's like, get the fuck away from me. Mm. Zena's like, I will stab you in the throat ten times. <laughs> she won't wait forever. Drugs, get the fuck away from me and go have sex. <laughs> Alright, well that was a thing. <laughs> so yeah, not a whole lot of commentary, but you know. On the actual episode, but we, apparently we were very chatty. Anyway, we did, we so. did our best. <laughs> So I, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, find us on Twitter, uh, WBB underscore podcast. 
uh, Tumblr, Warriors, Bards, and Brews. Uh, Letter N. What? Letter N. Letter N, yes. Um, I should check out our Instagram names. I actually forget what it is. I just keep using it. Uh, WBB underscore podcast as well. Uh, yeah. And thank you again to Grace, Big Mama Llama 5, for our logo and our Tumblr header. Uh, happy holidays if you celebrated. If not, have fun and go see a movie. <laughs> Merry Crisis. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. See ya.